Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 3. Uh, glad to have you guys back. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the follows. Uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Uh, we have links to our merch page in our description on both our iTunes page as well as our Podbean page. So make sure to check that out, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com. This episode, uh, it's going to be our first interview, and I'm really stoked about it. Um, I'm stoked to give this interview the first one uh, to someone who I really enjoy watching surfing. I think does a lot for the South Bay scene, uh, scene uh, Mike Sioria. And uh, we sat down with him. We actually had to do this interview twice. The first time we did it in a bar, and while it was fun, there was some girl in the background bitching about her Uber ride not showing up, and there was a lot of that noise in the back. So we're not using that one. One day, maybe, maybe we'll play clips from it. There's some funny stuff. Uh, But we redid the interview, so this episode is a little different than past ones. We'll play a couple of tracks, keep it light on the music, We'll go into the interview, come back with a couple of tracks in and out, and then uh, end it all with some short takes. Uh, one f- about Thomas Campbell, one to do with Stussy's new uh, skate team and video, and lastly, a recap of the Mexi Logfest that's been popping up on various video platforms. But for now, thanks for tuning in. Remember, check us out on Instagram, Bodega Border Crew. And uh, yeah, enjoy the tracks and we'll check in with you in a little bit. Peace. When the beats be very thick The hands, the feet, the brown baby treat The femmes fumble loose and drink the doodle juice The step, the flams, the planets got damp The peoples get a grip with the tape from a jam A nickel bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk A nickel bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk A nickel bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk A nickel bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk The big, the fat, the cool, cool cats The psychedelic soul puts the planets on the map the chic, the love, the far out name, the lack of the funk's the main. Why we came, the boogie gets done, the colors won't run. The funk hits the square, the kids gotta come. The pizza with the pop, the west fourth stop. The crew after crew that do the grasshop. The true cool is black, the new school is fat. The beats by the ounce, the funk by the pack. The groove is the fix, the jitterbugs fix. The hanging off the butts with the fat soul kicks. That's my nickel bag of funk, my nickel bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk, a nickel. I, check me up. I said a nickel bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk. Oh, Got a nickel damn. bag of funk, a nickel bag of funk. The wide, the hip, dig it, it's the trip. The loops, the scene, and the funkifying it. The sounds, the pounds, the stacks, the flares, the baggy, baggy jeans, the naughty, naughty hair, the twinkle in the eye, the kids is living fly, the crew from the sky, the stuff that gets you high, the action, the work for the rhyme. We goes the whole nine. The papers won't rot, the vapors get got. 
The streets get the buzz, the funk up your block, the opium groove, the smacked out soul, the kicking it live, the fat gotta roll with my nickel back of funk, my nickel back of funk, my nickel back of funk, my nickel back of funk. Yes, a nickel back of funk, a nick bag of funk. A nickel bag, a nickel bag. Ladybugger hit you with a nickel bag. A nickel bag, a nickel bag. Butterfly hit you with a nickel bag. A nickel bag, a nickel bag. Doodle bugger hit you with a nickel bag. A nickel bag, a nickel bag. DP's always hit you with a nickel bag. Yeah, and I'm high right now. I'm staying where we getting crazy love. My noisy neighbors live just above me up in 13A. It's Jama A day. Uh-huh. The super say he gon' fix the heat for sure. I done heard it five times before. Three locks on every door. Cause some folks got the tendency to take. It ain't Beverly Hills, more like Stephanie Mills. I never knew love like this could ever exist. Four corners in your metropolis. Yo, it's the PJs. We exquisite like cars made in foreign. See, ain't a day out here ever boring. When gunshots keep you up instead of heavy snoring. Pipe stripping instead of rivers pouring. The elevator's broken again. And man, I'm needing a lift. Thank God we don't stay up on the 25th floor. Yo, we ain't always at war. It's a lot about the projects I do adore. But you wouldn't understand it. The PJs is like another planet. Heavy like granite. You wouldn't understand it. The cops will catch draws down red handed. It's outlandish. But you wouldn't understand it. The PJs is like another planet. You wouldn't understand it. The cops will catch draws down red handed. It's outlandish. Yo, it's the PJs. Cause, cause we are too fun. Where, where, where we live. It's called the projects. The PJs. Cause, cause we are too fun. Yeah, my, my. Come to our project Balfo in the morning So I can tell you what be going on there One black gunshot, some hot stuff Sell it to you for a buck, boy that ain't enough Handcuffs on your brother man My wife's wondering when you gonna fix the tennis plumbing man I'm tired this ghetto's cool, but it's on fire. I see this fool with a crack pipe looking wired. Hookers for hire. Look at the plywood on the building where termites is living. My wife sleeps peacefully. It ain't easy to me, cause I'm tripping off these peoples with their thievery. Black, white, Chicano, Elefano. Every guy know about the stolen cell phone. I got the hookup. Police got me shook up. In court, can't even fork. It's okay though, I got the building, the pay though. But some tenants act like they can say no. Hey, I'm getting older in my years. Feel me? I got a folder worth of fears. Yeah. But it's cool, we gotta make it, make it better. Don't take my sweat on, y'all make my head hurt. I ain't even gonna finish this song, it's too long. I'ma watch cops and my lazy boy in my thong. But you wouldn't understand it. The PJs is like another planet. Heavy like granite. You wouldn't understand it. The cops will catch draws down red handed. It's outlandish. But you wouldn't understand it. The PJs is like another planet. You wouldn't understand it. The cops will catch draws down red handed. 
Some say newcomer like the humor, but save the rumor. Cause I've been rocking ever since 82 when I used to rock my boom. Team for GVR, well I'ma leave for y'all. A team for GVR, well I'ma leave for y'all. Team for GVR, well I'ma leave for y'all. A team for GVR, well I'ma leave for y'all. Yo, Mona Lisa, could I get a date on Friday? And if you're busy, I wouldn't mind taking Saturday. Hey, 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 hey. Round up the party, food, you coming around the way. Stop. 
Cause I'm the teacher, teaching those that lack what I be teaching. For those speaking, poor righteous teachers never know to weaken. I be reaching those within the ghetto because they're seeking wise leaders. Not be the poison animal, eat a needle, peace like reach Those who knowledge suffer, those without, check me out. Those native thoughts are soon to fade away because I don't play. I think the life of snakes that will expand us up to date. You, it remains this way. PRT, poor righteous teachers, give me what you get bit for bit. Not from a six dollar rhyme kit, sit. As I proceed to give you it, it's legit. From this holy intellect. The Bodega Border Crew Podcast. Uh, went a little jersey on those last couple of tracks. Uh, thought it'd be fun. Uh, coming up now is the interview we did with Mike Sioria, part two. Uh, the first one sucked, <laughs> so we had to do another one. But uh, I think this one gets a little bit more in depth. If you don't know who Mike is, uh, he goes by Zigzag Surfer on Instagram, so check him out on there. He's a Logger, uh, mostly in the South Bay. You'll catch him at Malibu, uh, churches, a uh, bunch of other random spots. Uh, but he's he's really the first person I, out of the new breed, that I was attracted to watching uh, surfing. And I think he's a good example of what's kind of good about the scene and what could be better. So just sit back, listen to what he has to say, and hope you enjoy it. Siordia, aka Zigzag Surfer, uh, from... Like, where did you grow up? Uh, born in Oakland, California, and moved to Hermosa Beach, California, when 
I was entering the sixth grade. Okay, so sixth grade. Yeah. And is this where you started surfing? Yeah. Okay, so what was that like? Was it like your dad? Was it a friend? Was it like kids, you know, like kids around you? Was it the scene? Like, what was like the first like, okay, here's a board, get in the water? Uh, my dad surfed the Half Moon Bay, Pacifica area, uh -huh. um, when I was super young, and, and I know through the 70s before me, so um, we got down here and we were living on the beach and he kind of pushed me in that direction, so it was just readily available. He got me a board and we just went for it. Okay, mm. and what was, what was the first board he got you? Um, it was a 6-1 uh, from a surf shop in Hermosa called uh, Vanguard, and it was a oak foil surfboard from Wayne Okamoto. Kind of like a self-taught shaper. Okay, so that was like a risk, like a little bit of like a risk. Like, but yeah. you didn't know it was like your first board. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a good deal. I think it was yeah. like maybe a used board, and he brought it home, and I was stoked. And you're like, fuck it. Yeah, there was like, you know, I didn't know anything. Yeah, I, I don't think that he did at that point. He hadn't surfed maybe in 20 years already, or whatever. So I had a big change of boards at that time. Yeah, yeah. so it was just like, let's get the kid a board. And, this okay. one floated. Let's go for it. Um, so you got in the water, and was it like something that like clicked right away, or was it like did you like eat shit a lot, or? It it wasn't something that clicked right away at all. Actually, it was uh, something that kind of scared the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, I was a skater before, and you know, into BMX and stuff like that. But uh, the force of the ocean was something that um, I realized quickly was not something to fuck with. Yeah, it's at big. that age, even you know, I was like shit. So I stuck in the whitewash for a few years, and then um, I don't know. Pretty, I guess. A few years into it, I, I caught my first wave and like was pushed into it, and like got the glide. And then I think my friends were getting decent at it, and uh, we were competitive with like skateboarding and stuff, and they were better than me. But I I noticed that I was progressing faster than them, and. The, the surfing uh-huh and so i wanted to like get on it because i wanted to be better than them because they were so that was like kind of a motivation in a way. yeah i was like dude yeah. i'm fucking better than you at surfing yeah, like, but you're better than me at skating whatever what year was this uh that's 96 97 so you were skating during that era yeah for sure huh. yeah that's interesting that's interesting my grind kings i still wish they uh oh yeah <laughs> oh jesus christ uh i'm like the tail end of that era um, I was like 88 to like 94, 95, and I took a break. Um, but uh, probably most of the people that you were buying boards from were like friends, like at least the pros were like friends that were still friends. Uh, um, but you started out on a shortboard. Yeah. Yeah, so not logging. So, and what made, like, when was the switch? What made you switch? What made you want to. Um, I think it was. You know, I once I started taking it a little more seriously, and I was, I knew I was going to be about it, and my my dad knew that I was about it as well. There was a little bit of a quiver going on. You know, okay. we were hanging out at the local surf shop uh, called Just Longboards uh -huh. in Hermosa, which was a part of E2 Surfboards. Um, and through the '90s, they, you know, had one of the largest like longboard collections around in okay. California for sure um, 
started getting some influences from them. My dad was all about that. You know, he grew up in the 60s. That was his jam. We would go to Malibu or San Onofre, and he would tell me that you can't ride a shortboard at spots like this. Yeah. Like, you, you need to ride your longboard. Yeah. That's what this is for. Yeah. You know, and you can ride your shortboard at home in our shitty beach break, but when you come here, this is what we do. So... I didn't even realize that I was entering the school of ride everything. It yeah. just kind of happened. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then, you know, of course, influences like Joel Tudor came around, and, and locally here we've got Tyler Hatsikian, and they would ride everything. Yeah. Depending on the surf conditions, like right. what's proper. So it's kind of started switching over and riding logs more and more, because I saw it from those guys, and... Especially Tyler here in Manhattan Beach. Not that many guys were riding logs at all, so. Yeah. I was digging that, and uh, I don't know, I think a part of me was digging that I was getting a lot of shit from the punk rock assholes that grew up <laughs> down like at the Hermosa Beach Pier where I grew up. Just, they were not about it, they were not accepting of it. I was the fucking longboarder, but. But you were almost like, in a sense, the funny thing is, like, you were more punk rock than them. I mean, now looking back on it, yeah. Yeah, like like they were like the more conformist. Like they're all sticking to like like they think they're punk rock, quote unquote. Totally. But it's like actually you're the one who's breaking the mold. <laughs> like think about it. You know, I always look at it that way. Like when people are like, oh, like where the fuck did this come from? I'm like, dude, this is like way more badass than you being on like some Channel Island board. Like I'm so like you don't even re- like you. It's over your head. It's like way past you even understand. You it. don't think about it at the time, but yeah. now definitely looking back on it. It's almost yeah. a thing, like, I remember um, one of the famous, like, skateboarding quotes that's out there is, a friend of mine actually said in an interview, is, I miss the days of when skateboarding was hated on. Like, it almost, when it's hated on, like, you were saying, like, it got you more into it. Yeah. Like, you were like, oh, you really hate this? Oh, you really hate this? Like, guess what? This is what I'm going to do? I think that's sort of, like, that's the mentality, right? It's like, it's like okay, you're hating on me so bad. I'm going to show you, and I'm going to absorb that and kind of, like, relish in it. Like, kind of, like, and I think that's really cool. And I think also I loved that because I would ride a log predominantly and um, I mean two plus ones also at that time but I could jump on one of their shortboards and show them how to ride it. Uh-huh. So like I loved that. They're like, oh, I'm a fucking logger, huh? <laughs> Let me show Check you. Check this out. <laughs> and and then I'll, it's I'll like take your board and show you how to ride it. And their is... eyes go down and they're like, <laughs> fuck. And they're like, I'm going home. It was a little bit of a game and it was really fun for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so did you did you at that did you get into competitive surfing at that or did you not like? Uh, I did a couple local contests back then. Uh, I think '97 through 2001, maybe we had something called Aloha Days, uh, and it was like a full-on. I mean, it didn't matter what type of longboard you were riding, but mm-hmm. you could ride. I mean, it was a longboard-only contest. Okay. And that was, that was in Hermosa? Yeah. Okay. And, and like a Hawaiian festival, which is rad. It was put on by one of my dad's friends named Abel Waibara. And uh, now that I think about it, it was kind of like one of the first things like that. Like a festival that uh-huh. was just praising longboarding. So you joined, uh, you went to high school and you joined the surf team there? Yeah. Okay. And that's, you did competitions for them, school competitions? Yeah, so we had like, you know, 10 schools in the area, and we'd all surf against each other. Okay. So it was like, for our season, um, it would be 
one contest a week or something like that. Okay. It was super fun. Yeah. And what was like for you that like the next step? Like after doing that, like did you did like any companies look at you? Did you like? That's kind of when it all started. Um, we had like the Scholastic, like national championships in Oceanside every year. So okay. there was a lot more eyes on you, and that would be shortboard, longboard, everything. Um, at that time, I was competing in both, probably doing way better on a shortboard. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like my first sponsors came uh, based on my shortboarding. Oh, wow. And then kind of like carried over because they were like, well, it's double trouble, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So it worked out super cool. Um, I think Victory was my first wetsuit sponsor. And that all came from, uh, yeah, being down there and like having different eyes on us. Had some some uh, pretty funny looking wetsuits back oh, then. Sure, like mid '90s are kind of out of control. I would say more than the '80s because '80s was just like something new. But we should have known better by the '90s. Like you, like we would have learned our lesson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're like like this is like stupid. Yeah. No, let's just do it again. Yeah, let's do it again. But like I don't worse. know, worse. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, like the mid '90s, I think in like and everything in fashion and skating and all that stuff. I mean, look in skating, like see what skaters look like in the mid '90s. It's like kind of scary. <laughs> Fucking the early '90s, short uh, what is it? Short pants, small wheels, like it's scary. Oh, dude, the yeah. wheels back then were so rad. Like '40s, like the, what, we, what were those real wheels? They were called like bearing covers or something. There was some there was some brand that had it, and they were called bearing covers. Totally. Like, that's when I stopped skating for a little bit. And I was like, I'm gonna wait till like the wheels start hitting the 5.0 again. And when they started, and I was like, I'm back. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pushing my ass down the street. It was all about flip tricks and like standing still. On your and like, board. like flip tricks that hit the floor before they hit, hit your foot. Yeah, like it was like that was so gross. That was so nasty. Like that's when I was like, no, I can't. I, I'm taking a, a good like year and a half sabbatical off of this shit until you guys figure it out. Um, you, how did you get involved with uh, Hap Jacobs? Um, it was just kind of lucky um, when we moved here um, it wasn't the the town that it is now so uh, you could just like rent a house and it was you know, fairly priced and we we were lucky enough to move into a house on 7th Street in Hermosa on the Walk Street one house behind the Strand that was uh, supposedly the third house built in Hermosa ever, uh, oh. 1912 beach house, Shit. owned by Hat Jacobs' father before him, and then he owned it, Okay. And, and to this day still owns it and rents it. Oh shit. Yeah, so he was our landlord, it just so kind of worked out that's like, like perfect. beautifully. Yeah. yeah. So what did you, so he saw you, like got to meet you because you lived there, and like <laughs> what was like, did you like hang around the shop, did you? Yeah, so Shoreline, um, Shoreline Glassing was right up the street on 717 Valley Drive, which is still to this day owned by uh, Greg Knoll. Okay. He owns the whole complex. It's the original Knoll factory from the 60s. Um, and then they kind of broke it up, and there was a few shops in there. There was Wayne Miata Surfboards uh, and Shoreline Glassing. Uh, so I'd go up and see Hap. He was shaping out a shoreline at this point, and I think it was... He came back from retirement, his first retirement, in 94, something like that. Okay. 
He went fishing. Um, <laughs> I don't know exactly what year that was, but he went fishing, and uh, he decided to come back and make boards. Fishing gets boring after all, yeah. In the, the longboard boom of uh, the you 90s. Good, so. Yes, thank you. Oh, good, thanks. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd walk up the street, uh, go check him out. Um, my dad's best friend at the time was Wayne Miata. Oh, wow. He's in the original Endless Summer and known for being, uh, yeah, himself. Okay, <laughs> let's leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was hanging around those shops and seeing things I probably shouldn't at that age. And okay. Well, that's how it usually is. Yeah, and, and just getting pushed in a good direction and didn't even know it. So were they, like, were they giving you boards to ride? So Hap would, Hap would come down periodically, collect the rent, hang out, uh, watch me surf at Hermosa Pier. And then, you know, he offered to make me a couple boards, and I think I, probably my dad paid cost for the first few, and we were wow. doing, like, a trade-in kind of thing. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, super sweet, and... Pap was very cool because he came from like, you know, the original longboard era. We made it all the way through, you know, the 70s, and then I think he took his break maybe in the early 80s or something, but then came back to longboarding again, which was a completely different style. It was the 2 plus 1, lightweight, yeah. high performance. Yeah. So he had all these different eras under his belt, and it was really cool to get him to like, you know, make me something I thought might work better this way or that way, and you could apply, like, all the knowledge that we have from all these different eras to what we're riding now. It doesn't have to be a shortboard or a longboard, right. but, you know. So was the boards that he shaped for you, were they, like you were saying, they were all from different, like there was influence from all different eras. Was there one that was more dominant in it? Like, if you could say, like, okay, I'm looking at that board, it's, it's reminding me more of this. I mean, they, I think his his Mike Purpose like era V bottoms really stood out in my okay. mind, like with the two plus one thing. Uh -huh. They had a very similar outline up front. Okay. They weren't nose ride based, and they were more about their turning. Okay. And I mean, they were they didn't look exactly like them, but there was definitely like that. You could influence. tell that's where it came from. You were like, okay, this could have been like the grandfather of that board. I think so, you know. Yeah. Okay. If you, you know, you went 30, 40 years into the future, like, we've been working on this this type of design the whole time it, it worked. It'd go that way. Yeah, okay. for sure. I know so you're saying they were more, like, performance-oriented than nose-riding, nose um, but were you able to, like, nose-ride them and stuff? Yeah, Still yeah. do it, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why it happened exactly, but I was always interested in the more traditional side of longboarding so I would have like a traditional 9.6 log as like a 15 year old kid that weighed like 100 pounds <laughs> and then I would have my 8.10 or 9 foot 4 ounce sand finish like full on shortboard influence like light, light as fuck yeah. yeah helicopter tail yeah. 360 thing yeah yeah so, yeah, so I, didn't, uh, I didn't try to put any of that influence into my contest boards at that time. Uh -huh. I was just trying to be a sheep and do whatever they wanted for contests so I could win because that was what was important. Okay. 
So that's that competitive streak coming in. You were like, okay, I want to... Yeah. Started pushing in that direction. But I would always take my log with me, and and, uh, I would paddle out on the high-performance board and get, you know, three or four waves. You're usually judged on your top three scores. Right. So get three or four on that, and then, you know, maybe in seven minutes or so, I'd have other half of the heat, and I would grab my log and paddle out with... uh, Oh, I never won that leash, period, but yeah. paddle out with, like, the heavier single yeah. pin, no leash kind of trip, and, and surf the rest of the heat that way. So I was, like, in my own way trying to show the judges, like, these are the two different ways uh-huh. to ride these boards, even though everyone's trying to do an air. Yeah. Like, you can do this yeah. also. Were they, like, was it something that pissed them off, or was it something that they were kind of, like, intrigued about? I don't even think it counted at all until, you know, the... 2003, 2004. Okay. Like it, it was not even. I don't. I think I probably did it for no reason. <laughs> they didn't even. And they didn't even know what the fuck was going on. They were like, "What is this kid doing?" I think they were thinking like, <laughs> "Why? Why the fuck would he do that? Yeah. Just ride what you're supposed to ride yeah. the whole time." So yeah, I don't know. I just probably did it for no reason, but it made me feel right. No, and you were you were <laughs> trying to push it. Uh, were there? Who were like some of the people that you remember that you were competing with then? That like might stand out. Uh, like a bunch of underground names at that point. Uh, Dan Cobley is one of them. He was in the PLA. That's a little before my time. Okay. I wasn't doing those. Uh, Reese Patterson, I think, was probably um, in the top five in the world with uh, that whole movement, like just before the Colin McPhillips era. Uh huh. Um, those guys, they're South Bay legends. Um, and they still to this day ride that two plus one or they quad. Thing. Yeah, they're all about that, that like kind that of thing. thing. I mean, Daryl Dickey was a, a huge influence as well, coming from the Hap Jacobs side. Uh, but he was doing helicopters, and he was well into his fifties. Oh wow! Okay. So I mean, it, it was a it was a high performance scene for sure. It's kind of it's so weird for me because I've like obviously coming into this like you know in the last couple of years I don't even like like know what that world would be like like i see sometimes like even like they had it you know the wsl was doing it and i've seen some videos and i'm like this is so fucking weird for me like why are you doing like these weird aggressive top turns on the longboard it doesn't even look good you know i I won't i won't drop any names on that whole wsl thing i've got some good friends that are doing their thing in that and they're you know doing decent but The guys that seem to be absolutely killing it in that, um, I just have a question. Like, why don't you get a shortboard and go yeah, beat yeah. Slater? Because if you're doing chop hops yeah. on a nine foot surfboard, imagine cutting three feet off that thing. You'd be absolutely ripping shit apart. That's the thing that, no, no. And it's funny that you bring that up because that's exactly what I think when I see these videos. And I'm like, why are you not, like, or surfing both? Like, surf both sides of it like you you're definitely gonna be you know you're gonna be making money i think what's been interesting is they had a thing where they said they wanted to have it that it's single filming only without a leash and then there was this huge like crazy uproar like no you can't do that to us and i was like i thought this was gonna be a good thing (laughs) i I thought so too but to like a lot of people it was like no you can't do that (laughs) i was like it's so weird yeah it's interesting (laughs) and i think that the guy who was pushing the hardest for it to not happen uh-huh. is actually someone who 
kills it on any surfboard, and if it was single fin only, so. he would still win. So that's the shame of it. <laughs> it's just, it, it comes down to like, well, we wouldn't tell you that you couldn't ride a quad yeah. against a thruster in shoreboard contest. But, I mean... Yeah. I, I but know. I like, like, you know, like Joel's contest, like, that's what I like. It's like, it's got to be this big, it's got to weigh this much, you can't have a leash, and it's got to have a single fin. And totally. that's what it is. And that's like, and I think th those are the best events. Like, those are like, for me, I mean, maybe it's like what I geek out on. But it's like, for me, that's the the competitive surfing that, like, I like. Like, I remember even going to the Duct Tape Invitational, I think it was two years ago at Huntington. You know, and they give them a shitty slot, right? They give them, like, it's windblown, the waves are horrible. Midday, fat tide. Oh, God, it's just Fucking disgusting. longboarders. Yeah, Go yeah, on. they're like, yeah, have fucking fun, It's right? like an intermission for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, yeah, it's like bullshit. But then you look at them and, like, Justin Quintel and all these guys, and you're like, dude, they're killing these shitty waves, like... Can you imagine if you just let them, like, if you gave them that opportunity of, like, like the shit that they do, like, the the nine-foot and single thing? Mm -hmm. Like, when you see video footage from that, or, like, you know, the Mexi Log Fest that we were talking about, like, that stuff, I'm like, my God, like, why wouldn't you do this? I also thought the other reason that the WSL was getting, at the end of the day, I think, at least my opinion, coming from, like, knowing marketing and all that shit a little bit, I think a big part of it is like they're trying to get television money, right? At the end of the day, the more TV money they get, the more money they're going to get from sponsors. I think they realize like the single fin movement is the thing that like a lot of people are into now. Like there are more and more people are getting into it. Like more and more people are getting into like, like it's, I mean, I've seen it last like even four years how much it's like grown. Like there's like, you see it like, you even see these bigger like surf companies that normally wouldn't touch this stuff, they're getting involved. They're yeah. like, okay, we're gonna put more money, more time into it. It's definitely happening. Uh, I mean, it, it's always happened as a subculture and there's been a, a large group of people that have been doing it for the last 20 years, but now there's kids growing up and growing into that. Like that's yeah. all there is in their mind, you know, which is, fucking amazing. It's a pretty cool thing. They don't have yeah. to fight for anything, you know? It's there. It's so does that almost, like, here's <clears> the thing, though, because they're growing up into it, is does it almost make it, like, like, here's the thing. You were saying, like, a big, like, a motivation early on was the fact that, like, no one thought it was cool, right? And yeah. that was kind of a pain in the ass. So now that it's, like, given to these kids, is it almost, like, might it, like, be a negative thing? Might it be, like, might it just be too easy? It's already become a little bit of a negative thing, I think, for a few of the older like you're seeing it become more of a scene and like a lifestyle which it's always been a lifestyle but to uh, pick up some of the habits that the older crew had like maybe it's more about looking really bitching and smoking your cigarette than it is about like you know the actual lifestyle of being in the water and the ocean and that, I mean, look, it's interesting because it's the same kind of thing that, like, happened in skateboarding. Like, you know, I, I mean, that's how I could understand it, having direct knowledge of it, is that, like, like when skating was hard, you had less people doing it, but they were doing it for the right reasons. And when it became easier, you have a lot of people who are, like, just doing it. Totally. So it's almost like with this thing, like, now anyone could go into, like, you know, some shop. Like, they could go into, like, for, for instance, like, a fashion store, and there'll be, like, three logs in there. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, this looks good with these swim trunks. Let me buy it. They buy it, and they go to paddle out. Because it's easier to paddle out on, so they can paddle around, and they can look 
cute or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And like, you know, and then it's like, but then they're like, you know, they let go of their board and it hits someone in the head. And they're like, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to hold on to it. And like, you're like, yeah, you fucking idiot. Like, no, it's very fashionable at this point. Yeah. Sure. So it's almost like it's, that's the thing that I'm, I'm wondering is like, have we gotten to the point where it's like, it's almost like it's become too cool that it's, you know, it's like, it's like the thing that, that we want that this movement wanted to happen has happened like here you go this is what you asked for and now you're like oh shit is that really what we wanted like maybe it was better when like everyone hated us <laughs> i don't know i mean i don't think we're quite there yet but it's gonna happen yeah i'm just embracing the fact that i'm you know getting older and i've, I've gained a little more love at, at an older age than i've ever had for this whole thing like yeah. i got you know Groms are stoked or whatever. Mm -hmm. You get to kind of pass that along. That's cool. But you're not getting look as many looks. Getting shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah get I the mean. fuck out of the lineup. <laughs> like really, really, you're gonna do that? Oh, you're just mad because I could sit outside a little bit farther and catch it way before you even start huffing and puffing and looking at it. Well, I mean, that goes back to the whole ride everything school, yeah. right? I mean, not what like El Porto. You drive in and it's like, let me get a. A five six because it fits in the back of my BMW. Yeah. And I'm, I'm gonna stick it through the trunk before I go to work. Yeah. And you're mad at me because I'm catching twenty waves year one. Yeah. But if you were on the right equipment, then for the condition, yeah, 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 you, yeah. you'd be getting more waves as well. Uh, I think I, I still don't understand why that's to a lot of people such a stumbling block that they can't look at it and be like, waves even at a particular spot on a particular day can be different every hour absolutely like and like the fact that you think there's going to be one solution to that ocean <laughs> it's just the stupidest thing for me like that's what gets me i'm like you really think that one board you have or the five boards that you bought that are pretty much the same board yeah. okay they're pretty much the uh, two inches up and down oh. it's going to solve this issue you're an idiot <laughs> and i have no time for this shit like i i, I just don't that, that's what for me is like so interesting, you know, about it is that like, and what I probably geek out on and probably what my wife doesn't like about it um, is that like you buy a lot of boards and you're like, hey, I'm surfing this today. You know, I had this discussion with a good friend of mine I surfed with, you know, her argument against it was she was feeling that, and she's a, a ride everything person for sure. And uh, she was feeling that maybe it's detrimental in the sense of like, you're not sticking to one thing and mastering it so much. But that's okay, right? That, well, that was my anti-argument. Was I was yeah. like, that I'd rather be well-rounded overall Absolutely. than just know how to surf like this one, like a fish. Yeah. Like all I know how to do is surf a fish in these conditions and be amazing at it, but I'd rather be okay on a bunch of boards. But I mean, if you ride a bunch of boards a lot, now eventually you're going to ride everything better because I feel like when I ride a five six twin fin uh -huh. uh, for a week straight I go back to a 10 foot nose rider and I have a different approach I see the wave differently and I surf my log better yeah you know so I mean eventually it's gonna make you a better surfer on everything but I mean that's what I try to tell some people like that's my thing like I, I feel a lot of the same kind of things like I'll log for like let's say like because I'm going to spots like okay like like the last three weeks I was going to Malibu for like two and a half weeks straight every other day. Boom, log, 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 log. And then yesterday my friend's like, okay, let's go to Leo. It's a little bit bigger. I'm like, you know what? Let me take my mid lane. 
And of course, like the first couple times you paddle, you're like, oh, it's a little weird. Like the the, the muscle memory isn't there right oh. away. But then the second you start catching it, I'm applying things that I was doing at Malibu on that board that made sense to do on that board. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I was like, I could totally cheat five down the face of this. Like, you know, I normally don't do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that's, like you're saying, that's that's the other end of it. Taking um, higher lines, being farther back behind sections, and how you approach that section to get around it could mm -hmm. be completely different, but you're applying it to a different board, and yes. it's going to work. Yeah, and so I, I always think it's eye-opening, to your point. Um, totally. So... Besides Hap Jacobs, you also worked with Tyler, and how did that all, I mean, you've worked with a bunch of people, but we're kind of, we could write a whole encyclopedia, so we're going to kind of... Oh, I've been <laughs> a board whore for 20 years. <laughs> so we're going to kind of like do like three that I think that stick out for me. So like with Tyler, how did that happen? And how, and like, when was this? When, when did it happen? How did that happen? So let's see, that was about seven years ago now, I okay. think I... A little less than seven possibly um, I connected with Tyler and growing up in this area riding the equipment that I chose to uh, you obviously either know Tyler or look up to his surfing and his whole approach to what we do he's pretty rad <laughs> but um, you know we we never had any super long conversations, we've traded boards, that's one thing that he was really cool about mm -hmm. my whole life, like if I ventured up to El Porto as, you know, a 17 year old kid to get a little more south swell because Hermosa was totally flat and yeah. I didn't have a car to borrow or whatever, um, to go up there and get a little more surf and Tyler would paddle up to me and he would say, you know, you want to trade boards? Like, let me see what you're riding. Cause we do ride very different types of longboards. You yeah. Know? They're both heavy, traditional, whatever, but I'm into different things than he is, mm -hmm. um, which eventually became great for a little while. But, so, you know, I knew him, and there'd be small conversations here, uh, here and there, and one day he walked up to me when I was in the parking lot, and uh, it was kind of what I refer to as my dark ages. I was coming out of a... 10 year relationship, still at a pretty young age, like, didn't know myself as a single human, and uh, was not making the best decisions. <laughs> uh, and he approached me and he said, Mike, are you ready to get your shit together? And I was like, what? No one had ever kind of like thrown it at me that the way. The gauntlet, right? Yeah. I was like, I, I kind of knew exactly what he was talking about. I was like, yeah. a little overweight. I was a little sloppy. Yeah. And he said, I'm down to do it if you are. And I, so I exchanged phone numbers with him and, and uh, called him, I don't know, a few weeks later and told me to come into the shop. And I started riding his demo boards that... You know, anyone can go in there and try them out. Which is awesome. I mean, he's. I mean, that's like one of one of the many cool things about his shop and him. Like, he always offers. You walk in. Hey, why don't you take this down yeah. there? Like, doesn't care. Like, super chill. Tell as long as you tell him what you got out of it. Oh yeah, it's the it's one of the best approaches that anyone who makes boards in yeah. a shop could have. You know, like, go and try my shit. Yeah. Tell me what you think, and then we can make something custom for you. And smart. That's it's epic for yeah. sure. So I was riding those things, I was liking some things, wasn't liking other things as much, and 
I think he was kind of getting a feel for the direction that I was going for, and uh, I think he made me, he surprised me with a, a 910 all battleship gray nose rider with a red fin blast on. Showed up at the beach one day and was like, here, this is your board right now. I was like, <laughs> what, fucking really? <laughs> so I rode that for a little while. Um, it wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, he traded me out in the water. He caught one wave. This was mind-blowing. So I hadn't even told him what I wasn't digging about this board uh -huh. yet. Um, but he caught one one wave. It was a left, about shoulder high. And he kicks out and paddles back over to me. And he goes, this isn't the one. And he took it and sold it. Okay. He was like, you know, I know, I know these boards. And this is not the one for you. And I was like, fuck. So then we went back and talked yeah, about yeah. it, you know? And, like, somebody got a great board that's going to work for them. Yeah. But he just knew me from surfing with me and watching me and stuff that that one wasn't the one. So yeah. it was the first time I'd ever had such a hands-on experience with a Schaefer. Yeah. Just so bitching. Usually you walk in and um, they tell you... You tell them what, what you want and yeah. you leave and then they make you what they want you to ride. Yeah. So it was a... It was so. So no new. one's actually happy at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then there was a few more. There was like the double step deck after that, which was an epic board. And then um, I hit him up and I was like, "Hey, I've been on this quest basically my whole life. Like growing up in shit beach break, um, traveling all over the place. You know, Malibu to San Diego." Um, I just really want to get one surfboard that fucking works in every condition, I mean, that you're supposed to be riding a longboard in. Yeah. It was like, okay, well, let's figure it out. And uh, we came up with the, the man bear pig. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which is like that when you did the video for that, that was like the first video I, I saw of you surfing, wasn't cool, it? Cool, cool, yeah. He, uh, he asked me if there was any colors I didn't like, and I said, make me anything but yellow, because I absolutely despise yellow, <laughs> and uh, black, because wax doesn't stick. And yeah. he goes, okay, cool. <laughs> Told me to come on in. He had laminated my board. I come in. He's got his mask on um, and a Bud Light going, and uh, <laughs> my board's fucking flaming pink. <laughs> 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 well, you didn't tell him you didn't uh, like pink. <laughs> I go, what? He's like, I, well, pink? And he's like, nah, man, it's uh, it's magenta. It's cool. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's cool. So he's trying it. The salesman comes out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was great because it, it turned out to be like the pink board that I think I haven't been known for anything other than that. People know yeah. like no, I've the seen, pink board and yeah. I were connected. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. So that was a, it was a good one. So that was one that, like, shape-wise, like, incorporated, like, some pig elements, nose rider elements. Yeah, so that was kind of the first time um, that I decided to go with a wide point aft. Um, I think we went, like, two and a half or three inches back. Okay. A normal pig's probably a little farther yeah, yeah. back than that. But I basically told him, no, I straight up told him. I was like, I want a pig that because they turn insane. Yeah, yeah. But I want, like, a pig that nose rides, and, like, at that time, like I said, I was a little overweight and stuff, yeah. and I was like, I need, like, a manly nose riding pig. With a little volume to it, a little juice. Yeah. So, the man bear pig came yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And his daughter actually drew the logo for it. Oh, she and did? I think she was six or seven years That's old. That's awesome. 
little Evelyn. Yeah. Now you, how long did you have that board for? Um, I probably only had that board for about ten months or something ten months. like that. Yeah. And now it's made its way onto Craigslist, huh? It, it has. <laughs> Um, and my DMs are blowing up because the guy who's trying to sell it wants me to buy it back, which I keep telling him, like, I can't afford to buy a board to hang on my wall that yeah. I initially didn't pay a dime yeah. for. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, I'm not going to pay for something I wrote for 10 months, did not pay for. It's a little busted now. I really want her back. Just, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't want to take anything from that board. I don't want to copy it. I just had a, a really good time with that board and working closely with Tyler and mm -hmm. I don't know, it's a sentimental piece for me you know I, I want it for the long I mean I mean when I saw the videos of you surfing it it looked like the perfect board to log here yeah. South Bay like it was like the perfect one like it's like it'll get you through sections you can still nose ride on it you're not gonna park out there it's not gonna be one of those like parkers but like it's and it turns like when you need it to it like like sure. which is that's the one thing I always find appealing about like pigs like when I got my mine I was just like I'm going from a nose rider to that outline was like it's night and day it's like holy shit like this thing it's like I just like put a little on the back and all of a sudden it's like boom uh, love him now did you work on more boards with him um no that was that was like that was our board that we worked on together. That was the and, and that was the all purpose. Like you were like, were you happy when like when you walked away? You were like from that with that board design. Were you like, wow, like? Yeah, that was game changer for me because I I had always kind of focused on one thing or the other, and a lot of shapers in the past were telling me that what I was looking for was three surfboards in one, and that wasn't something that was possible because you would give or take mm -hmm, yeah. in certain areas, you know, but that one I feel like we nailed it on the first one, which is also crazy, but um, I think I refer to it as the Swiss Army Knife of Tyler Surfboard's Quiver, or his lineup, because uh -huh. it is that, and that's that's my ultimate goal, man, like, you know, I, I want to have one log, I don't need to have ten. Is that like the, like for you, like from the shape, shaping part of, of your life, is that the, like the holy grail? Like, is that that like thing that's like on top of that pyramid and you're like, when I, like, I could see it. Okay. I think it does exist. And I, you know, I, I don't know that a lot of people focus on that. They have their bigger wave long boards and their beach break long boards and their point breaks. It's like, I, that, that's it for me for sure it's out there like I want to go grab that I need to figure out how to have a one board that works in every type of condition from you know shoulder high and below mm -hmm. but all wave types all different tides all different surf spots I mean that's an I, that that's inherently needed if you surf in like Southern California because it's like you're driving either north or south wherever you live so like let's say if you're li living in, uh, in Los Angeles County South Bay blah 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 you know kind of thing the waves change from like mile to mile you oh, know yeah. like the minute to minute like if you know and then if you go north you know if you're heading up north you're hitting like the Topangas the you know the Malibu's Latigo like even County Zeros and stuff and you don't want to have five boards on your car <laughs> that you're like, oh shit, like what if these straps break and this goes all over the highway? That's going to be kind of gnarly. Yeah, having this one board that you're like, okay. And then, you know, based on, I guess, like fin placement or what kind of fin you put on it too. It's like, totally. you, you know, you put like a pivot fin or you put like a green out that's going to give you drive. And I think that's, that's interesting. 
I don't, I wonder how many shapers out there, you hear it all the time though, like you, you see a lot of these newer shapers, and when I mean newer shapers, I mean they've, they're not the, the legacy shapers, right? The people that have been doing it for like 10 years or something, for right? sure. it's like the dead kooks kind of people, like those kind of people. They all have that kind of, when you go on their website, they all have that description. They're like, this is the best board for like every single situation. And you're like, and you look at them next to each other, you're like, these boards from each one of you guys that you say is the best for every single situation look nothing the fuck alike so how the fuck are these the best for every single situation i mean it's tough you have to base it on the surfer as well you know yeah and i think that's what i've applied uh to my own company mm-hmm. now that i have that going on um i i go surf with you i i try to offer like a different experience like i want to go surf with you i want to see what you're all about and what mm-hmm. your ability level is and we can try to make you that one longboard that's gonna work everywhere. So that's yeah. what you're. What's what's the name of your company? Uh, we're called the Bandits. Okay, and that's. So how long have you been doing that for? Oh, we just started that about a little over a year ago now. Okay. I haven't even had like a full launch party or anything. Um, my website's kind of in shambles at the moment. Revamping that. Okay. Uh, it's just like a slow process, but it's my passion to uh, to have a different approach to getting people the board that they need. So know? is this something you think that that you're doing now, all the things that you've like with Hat Jacobs, with some of the other brands, with Tyler, with like Night Train, it's kind of like all the things you're learned from that, you're like, okay, did you have like an epiphany moment that you're like, okay, I've learned a good amount that I can now make this step? Or was it something something else prompted? Like what, what prompted you to want to go that route? Uh, don't mean to sound like a douchebag, but I got tired of making money for other people and not myself. Yeah. No, look, that's the no. Look, hey, at the end of the day, that's why everybody does what they do, right? Yeah. Like, 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 own the restaurant, don't be the waiter, right? I mean, you, you know, we we put in hours and hours of work and and writing boards and talking about things that you know would work well and what direction we want to go next. Um, and you know a lot of people helped me out and i helped a lot of people as well but at this point i think that i want to apply the knowledge that i have gained from from all of those amazing shapers that i've been lucky enough to work with and have taken care of me and 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 go in my own direction so what was the when you said you started like like basically a year ago what was the first board that you did um it's funny um i it's a very similar outline. Um, so I made the first one. It's one of my personal shapes from 2009. Um, and that's where this whole like man, pear, man bear pig style board came from. Uh-huh. I made this thing and it wasn't quite there. Um, Tyler actually said it to me. He's like, I, I let him ride that board. And, uh-huh. and he was like, fuck, it works okay. Yeah. And then when we went with the concept of the man bear pig, he was like, have you just been trying to get other people to make this board that you shape to like <laughs> see if we can get it yeah. to like the point you think it should be? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. So I, I did it with uh, with Night Train as well. Like, you know, different dimensions for sure. Uh. Um, slightly different concepts in the, in the rail and bottom contours, but basically all those boards were like a very similar outline and idea. Okay. So that's where it started again for like, I don't even know, the, the tenth time possibly. Yeah. And I think we did nail it with a few of them, but um, I went back in that direction in search of that, 
fucking LA County all around longboard, you know? Yeah. So that's when it started, and uh, I don't know. My my girlfriend and I were chatting, and she uh, she was like, "What are you What are you trying to do? Like, are you trying to start a brand right now?" And I was like, "Why not? Really think about it." But yeah. I'm tired of riding for other people. I'd like to ride for myself. And she was like, "Okay, so." Why don't you just call yourself the Bandits? Because, like, you're just going to steal the thing and do your own thing. Like, go for it. That's a good name, yeah. So, um, started doing boards, and then um, we've been collecting vintage clothing and, and furniture pieces for years. Started looking into the fact that we could, like, sell some cool stuff and yeah. make some dollars that way. And, uh, you know, I think it all started with me moving out to Echo Park and, and getting a little more of a taste of, like, culture. Okay. You know, and seeing what was going on out there. We got the flea market scenes, and there's just, uh, there's other ways to make it. Yeah. And, um, I've never been the most conventional human, so. No. So, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. That's actually good. Yeah. Um, so you guys, you see it more as not just, like, your boards, but, like, all this other stuff you guys are going to sell through that brand. Yeah, I think um, it's one of the tentacles for sure, and it's not what I'm focusing most of my energy on, because uh -huh. the surfboard design and concepts come very easy to me, and it's a fun thing to, to work with, and I've, I've stoked a lot of people out so far. All of our customers are really happy. Um, but what's making me the happiest is the collaborations that we've done with you know different fabric companies and okay. people that are doing dyeing and you know indigo dyes and stuff like that on gauze has been really cool so the collaboration aspect is my favorite because it's bringing two different worlds together and we're making a new community okay awesome yeah so you got our um if people want to get your boards now how do they go about getting them um right this minute uh i would email us it's uh or just the website's down but you can check us out on uh at the bandits la on, on instagram. instagram uh and our website is the bandits la.com um let me see now with also just to end on the bandit stuff you guys are you're shaping longboards everything or is there anything you're focusing on or um i think I mean, we're doing everything, for sure, because I'm a ride-everything kind of guy, yeah. but um, our focus is mainly on, like, the mid-length aspect okay. at this point. I think it's a, a highly approachable surfboard for, you know, people beginning or, or moving, testing what direction that they want to move in, you mm -hmm. know, once they get better. And also, it's, um, it's an era of surfboards that I didn't really do anything with my whole life. It's either oh, okay. long or short. So, it's been very fun for me to experiment with, like, the mid-length sizes, because for me it was either try to do an air or hang 10. Right. So now I'm getting this whole aspect of flow. You can't really do an air on this size board, right. and you can't really hang 10 on this board, so it's, it's been super fun for me. To, oh, that's interesting. So it's almost like a new sandbox for you to play in. Dude, I love it. Yeah. yeah. I fucking freak out yeah. daily. No, it's funny on there. I mean, if you go, you go to most of these like what I call like the mod, the the newer shops, right? The mollusks of the world and stuff. They're all kind of stocking these midlands, right? They're all going this kind of like 
six ten maybe, but it's mostly in that like seven four, seven six. Totally. Like seven two to seven six. There's like, you know, all those like eggs and like, but not just eggs. Like there's all different stuff. Like I have like a, like a seven four, deepest reaches quad. Like it's the mid length technically, but it's like kind of a shortboardy concept to yeah. it. Like you know, so it's like it's interesting to your point. It's interesting to see what people are doing out there. You know. There's so much you can do in that size range. You know? Yeah. And now like there's been this whole like. I mean, it's it's crazy to see the revival on some of the older technologies, or not. I hate using the word technology. It's like it's, it makes it seem so whack. But like concepts, I guess, like hulls, V bottoms, channels, edge boards. Like it's kind of funny that like a lot of that stuff is from like the '60s, '70s transition era. Bonzers got thrown to the ground, and then all of a sudden, like like Channel Islands is now we have bonzers. That it's yeah. like, yeah, this has fucking existed for ages. Like, <laughs> like there's no big. Of, do you see any of that influence coming into like what what you're doing with the boards? Like, like in terms of like, you know, you've had such a rich history of like working with these people. Are you saying, you know, are you going back and being like, oh wow, that was an interesting concept. Maybe we can update it into some of the stuff we're doing. Um, yeah, I think you know, advancement in and what we're doing is like in a traditional sense is is great like applying what we know from past years to to different size boards even than they originated from is great but um i i, I don't even know like anything of i mean i know my history on the bonds yeah. i've never ridden one yeah it's something i'm interested in um i kind of am just trying to not so much emulate something that's already happened, but like move into the future. Well, see, that's interesting because you have a lot of these people who are getting stuck and just like doing. So I think that's refreshing that you're you're kind of looking at it and being like, okay, there's that stuff there, but the stuff I've learned from, I'm gonna push that forward. That's what, yeah. I mean, yeah. Tyler has a very similar approach. He calls it advancing traditional design. So, you know, I like that mindset. Yeah. You know, we're gonna push. To the next level, but on the same you know, equipment that we're riding. How yeah. can we tweak what we're riding to make it perform better for what we want it to do? That makes sense. Um, I, d I don't think that you need to go. There's obviously some great feels from the days. Yeah. But you can apply those and, and get the same type of feel without copying directly. Right. Yeah, I think I think a lot of times when I see some of that stuff, like the bonds are a good example. Like I see a lot of people trying to do those. And what they'll do is they'll just tack on the fins. And I'm like, no, if you don't have the fucking grooves in it, the technology does not actually work. Like someone was trying to sell me on one. They're like, oh, well, this board is like, it's a single fin egg, but it has these two, these bonzer fins on the side because, you know, it just like sort of gives you the feel. And I mean, as little as I know, I've done enough to be like, no, actually, if there's no grooves in here, the hydrodynamics do not work. And you're just gonna get an air bubble underneath. And he was looking at me and I'm like, are you serious? Like, you don't, like, that's what I think. I, I, like, a lot of, like, it's refreshing to hear you and Tyler having this philosophy because I think a lot of people, they are going back to the past, but they're almost like, they're just tacking it on. They're like, oh, okay, here's an edge concept. I'm just going to put it on this board. It's like, well, if it doesn't make sense to it, it's not going to even surf well. Like, I had someone, a friend of mine, who actually got an edge board given to her. Right, and she was like, "Oh, she's like, I've heard a lot about these blah blah blah." And she was like, "A newer edge board. I'm not gonna say who the shaper is. I want to. I, I know." Uh, and she was like, first two waves she caught, she's like, "This sucks. <laughs> this is the worst shit." And she's like, "Well, maybe on a nice day." And I'm like, 
Yo, if it's not working now, like it doesn't. Well, here's the thing about a nice day. So when the conditions are absolutely yeah. perfect, you could write a fucking door, and it's gonna yeah. perform the best it possibly yeah. can. It's about that's a load the of bullshit. 300 shit days we have a year. That's why it was like kind of funny. Like when she, when she, that happened to her, and she like gave the board back. Like after two waves, like I was like, yeah. See, this is another example. I think a lot of people out there are just taking some of these concepts, and they're just like, let's put 12 fins on it. It's like, well, if it doesn't fucking do anything, <laughs> what's the point? Like, what are you doing? I mean, that, I think that board was originally made to be a knee board, and it was a certain size, and I I don't know enough about it. I just know that... Uh, I, don't, I don't... Listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. My little knowledge that I know, like what I've seen, I've seen people rip on them, but then it's like when I see people rip on them, I'm like, would you have ripped on like a different board better? <laughs> like, that's, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> um, so we're going to wrap this up. This is the last question I'm kind of asking everybody. Um... What is your favorite break and why? Um, I'd like to say Malibu because uh, that's where I've spent the majority of the last few years, like focusing on that spot when it's working, you know. Um, but I honestly think that church is my favorite spot because um, any given day you can ride. 10 different surfboards, you know, it's it's a great way to, to try different boards out, get them down. Um, I also love that I can see good friends and, you know, any given day you could cruise out there and JJ is absolutely ripping the shit yeah. out of that place and there's like four other guys out that are in their 60s on like 5.8s and they just don't even know that there's like a, a movement to ride everything and they're out there just to hang out and chat and be social with yeah. their friends and we're surfing circles around them and having a great time and yeah. they're cool with it and we're cool with it. You're like, fine. Um, also, because I do love Malibu so much, the inside section is, on a rising tide, is the best nose riding wave on the planet as far as I'm concerned. Uh -huh. And church is basically that kiddie bowl inside section but start to finish on the right tide on the right yeah. size day. So, I mean, nice. that thing's, thing's my favorite. So you're kind of like parked out there most of the time? Yeah, try to be. If you can be, yeah. if you can be. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, where do you, is there anyone you want to shout out, thank, point to anything? Point to anything. Well, like if you want, where do you want people to find you? Oh. Uh, I mean, you can see my shenanigans on the daily via social media, Instagram, Zigzag Surfer. Um, but I don't recommend that. <laughs> uh, I have to thank my dad and, and Wayne Miata actually for pushing me in the right direction from an early age and uh, helping me see the more gritty side of life. So. Yeah. Made you made you stronger. Yeah, put hair in your it, chest. It's helping me better myself <laughs> in this future. Yeah, for sure. Bloody knuckles always help people, right? <laughs> Something like that. Okay. Um, all right. Well, awesome. Thanks for sitting down with us. Um, Well, 
thanks for uh, checking out the interview. I know there was some background noise there. We had a dude in a bargain. Luckily, no one was complaining about their Uber ride. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, make sure to check Mike out on Instagram at Zigzag Surfer. Make sure to check out his brand, The Bandits LA, on Instagram. Really, really dope boards. Uh, after this interview, he showed me the Zigzag model. Amazing nose rider. I would definitely hit him up for one of them. I want one really bad. Uh, but with that, we're going to leave you with a couple of more tracks and then come back with a couple of short takes. Peace. called Duracell. They last for three weeks, so they do me well. Don't be going through no phases, my joint stays on. 24-7 from dusk till dawn. If you're in Costa Rica on a sunlit beach, you grieve for the viper, I can't be reached. A number of importance I just put it on lock. You leave close 69, that means you want some. People tend to think that a page is foul. Well, it kind of is, cause it makes me scowl. But it really hurts when you're on the prowl. Brothers know it hurts when you're on the prowl. 
grabbing on my joint cause I'm an eager out. Get paged by a G or a business pal. My shit is overflowing. It won't allow another page. So I'll just end this now. You know that I'm driving Surviving in the 90s is a must So I trust that everyone listen up As my vocals give thrust I bust my rhymes first Never chasing a skirt Do much work While other suckers need more time to rehearse 
Now back to the ex-girls, ex-lovers, ex-friends It made me mad to find that she was only after my ends She phones me and goes on about her new life now I wish she knew right now I think she's busted, let's discuss it When I was with her, no trust, just fights Just the he say, she say and the neighborhood highlights Now I got my new girl, or as I say, my baby doll But still I'm getting crazy cause my ex-girls got balls Don't wanna play the field cause I get loving at home base Don't give me no long face, just exit with grace You and I are the past Say la vie, much respect, girl. But now you're my ex girl, cause I'm on with the next girl. This girl's To buy me fresh dip gear Like to have me near Cause of my savoir fear The time we shared was brief Cause I needed relief From her high class antics And all her conceit Now she's crying wolf And I like don't wanna hear that I told her the bare facts When things started out She whines and she pops About how I did her bad yo But she tried to buy me Even tempt me with the hiney I fell for a sec Cause the clothes were real fly I could almost feel I Would give in to her whims Her thoughts were erratic Sporadic, crazy and nature i told her hey look yo i can no longer date you tried to pimp me with bank and fell short your ship sank many thanks for the time and the watch and the link you and i are the past say la vie not respect girl but now you're my ex girl cause i'm straight with the next girl this girl's look so good next this girl's look so good next this girl's look so supermarket and gave her your number you asked her how's my sister then asked her how's my brother didn't ask about my father cause you know he ain't like you every time i left for your crib he'd really get hyped but the advice you used to give me makes much sense now i can't believe i used to let you break my confidence down you used to ask me why the hell did i want to live in brooklyn you messed up my flow although you were good looking your styling was fly and this was the problem cause back in the day she had me scheming and robbing to get her things to wear so when she went to the club all eyes were on her and who me i just bucked caught in between feeling proud or feeling more like a sucker had to go undercover get away and find another been in brooklyn nine years and been around the world too i've seen so many fly girls and i knew just what to do i went from x to the next took my time with each one and you know they still love me so stop yelling me hun i went home to see my moms and i saw you at the bus stop must i stop nah i think not you and i the past say la vie much respect girl But now you're my ex girl and I'm out with the next girl. Out, girls look so out. good. Next, cause girls look so good. Next, cause girls look
Welcome back to the Bodega Border Crew Podcast. Hope you've been enjoying some of the tracks we're laying down. Uh, mixing it up this week, uh, we had that long interview with Mike Sioria, and uh, so want to keep it a little short. Uh, make sure to t- check us out at Bodega Border Crew on Instagram. Check out our Podbean page at bodegabordercrew.podbean.com. And we're going to end this with some short takes, so here we go. Our first short take this week is this interview that Alex Nose did with Thomas Campbell over at Bliss Mag. Uh, if you don't know Bliss Mag, you should check it out. It's pretty dope. Uh, anyway, in the interview, there were a lot of cool things that Thomas talks about with art, but specifically he brings up his skateboarding background, which a lot of times people don't talk about. And he talks about how in skateboarding one of the biggest things is that you wind up eating shit all the time for a very little reward and how as a work ethic that translates to his art music whatever projects he's working on and i think that's something to kind of keep in mind uh and you know a lot of times the most beautiful things we try to do require us eating shit over and over again and how much that risk is worth that tiny reward our next short take is has everything to do with Stussy and their video that they just released, their skate video called Stussy Tribe, which is, it's not the greatest video, but it's pretty cool that they're getting back to having a core skate team with people like Kevin Turpering, Jesse Alba, and Lance Mountain. And the significance of the video is really that Stussy's going back to its roots when they were like a dope brand. You know, according to what I've been hearing is this is the first signal of them moving out of the big box stores and moving back to core shops. You know, I remember as a kid, we used to buy Stussy gear in stores like Soho Skates and it was kind of exclusive. And we, I even bought a flannel that I think everyone had as a hand-me-down as we, when we were kids. So if this is what the brand is going back to their roots with how it represented skating in, you know, late 80s, 90s, and even with the skate team they had, you know, I think in the 2000s with Huff and Scott Johnson, this is dope. It's great to see them get back to their core and also get out of the big box stores, you know, get out of the Zoomies and all that stuff and go back to your shops and the core skate shops like you used to have. So our last short take for this episode is... uh, a review of the Mexi Log Fest uh, that happened in early May. Uh, it's a couple of months afterwards, but a lot of videos have been popping up. So we linked a video from Bing, a video uh, from some other sources, uh, so you could see what went down. Uh, the thing that was cool this year, I think it's the third or fourth year they're doing it, um, and they did it at a Playa Saladita. And the cool thing was this year they incorporated the Vans uh, Joel Tudor duct tape invitational, which CJ Nelson won. Um, so you had a lot more people that showed up. So you had people like Cassia, Leah Dawson, CJ Nelson, who won, Tyler Warren, Justin Quintel. Um, the list was huge, and they were just having so much fun on this really dope left. Uh, I know every year that I get the announcements that the Mexi Log Fest is happening, I get really stoked and really upset i get really stoked because it looks really fun and i get really upset because it looks really fun because i wish i was going there so check out the videos we link to it i'm hoping that next year i can take the family down there (laughs) it looks like a fun time uh but you know it's i think it's an it's an example of the kind of surfing events 
we need for our community where everybody gets together and has a good time surfs there might be some competition to it but it's all about community so that's it for this week i uh, hope you enjoyed the tracks the interview the little short takes um coming back next week with our normal format i think unless someone pops in um i know we've talked to a couple other people about doing some interviews but i'd rather space them out i'd rather have me talk shit about people in the lineup <laughs> than uh talk with people in the lineup but we're gonna end this with a couple of tracks uh and uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew, at our Podbean page, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com. And remember, there's no reason to bust a craze on a wave. There's more out there, there's more swell. Let your fellow surfers get some, have a good time, smile, and go out and have fun. Peace.
saying? Yo, black, I'm out playing. Need to go with this and go with this with no delay and see. In actuality, one that can it be? I made it look easy because it is to me. Anytime capacity was filled, tried to rock it. Anytime a honey gave us play, tried to knock it. Never was a fool, so we finished school. Never see us sweat and you'll never see us cruel. Out to rock the globe while it's still here to rock. Don't punch girls and we don't punch a clock. Gotta go, gotta go see a lady by the cat. And you can't beat that with a bat. Listen as you were four visitors, fly paintings remaining, reclining pro commissioner. One boot off, he root off, no he hype, flew off, hibernating. Dead in the making, ear rape him, gear rape him, technician murderer. Who hit the universe, the words is crushed, fingers icy slush, bringers one Mercedes bus, sip bottles, Movado, sailing in some wool goggles. You follow, mailing jail letters, sending niggas lottos. What made you murder my flow? What made you ride with my clothes? What made you fuck it? Your son, these niggas gotta owe. I think a lot of flows, I flip exotic hoes. We painting pictures if this drizz has seen a lot of those. Getting fly with ghosts, power just by the boats. Rizzo, your vision is exquisite, daddy, I just froze. Platonic chronic shows, tonic. Pros. Off the meter, Panasonic, no sun, line me a hoe. Devastating shockwave striking the nation. Newsflash, warn the people, assassination. The hour of detonation, pure untampered or mixed in any form. In any form, mixed untampered is pure. Dissect each line of the rhyme. Find my ingredients, some nutrients. Teach patience and obedience before movement. Killer be student enrollment. Amount to control and expose of the synthetic. Quote these plus degrees as I inject There's many at risk Slang therapist Shilare Bless the people with magnificent wordplay Murder one of y'all niggas Oh you mad Oh you mad Get the hurdle one of y'all niggas Oh you mad 
Yeah, yo, you know the half. Some get respect, most we show the path. They quoted the trash while we spoke math, blowing fast. Expose the craft, first picks chosen in the draft. I don't flash, hoes love me cause I hold a stash. Known the blast, paramedics couldn't close the gas. Floating past in an alley with the oak dash. Show the cash, watch it blowing half. It's no fair, they going mad. Check the tape recorders and the notepads. Crabs wanna play me close and grab. Can't believe you on the canvas, I'm just throwing jabs. Where the powers you supposed to have? Hand in your soldier rag. You posing bad, show your ass, son, you won't last. With heavyweights that elevate the whole mass. Compose a smash, rolling grass at Ghost Lab. Drink to your new life.